2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: All right, guys, welcome into our number two of in-game live right here on a Friday night on the Sports Grid. I am Kevin Walsh. I am joined by George Kurtz. And George, we are following along all of the action, a pretty packed Friday night. If you were to ask me, we've got two games live right now in the NBA, though the Sixers look like they will be able to put this one away against the Magic. The betting markets have closed there. We've got a tie game as we approach halftime in Washington, New Orleans. We'll get you guys the updated numbers when we do officially hit halftime. Try and see if there is any value there. Also, Celtics-Raptors is set to join us shortly. On the NHL side of things, Edmonton, Chicago are tied Blue Jackets with an early one nothing lead. We currently have seven live baseball games with a night slate that is
5: getting ready to join us. George, a lot of action. Yeah, this is this is a great time. In game live is, is fantastic. You have so many games going on. We knew this was going to happen when sports return, right? Once mm-hmm. baseball came back, hockey and basketball were already going here. There were going to be games pretty much all the all the PM from twelve to twelve, and it's been a lot of fun here. A lot of action going on here. The hockey games now are getting to the nitty gritty here for uh, Edmonton Oilers. It's been fifteen minutes and change left here. They lose, they're done. You know, Toronto Maple Leafs, they lose, they're done. And you think once again, we talk about how much fun the Oilers are to watch, Kev. The, uh, the Maple Leagues are the same way. They don't believe in defense and goaltending either. You know, they play wide open hockey and they want to play six, five games as well. But both those teams could be going bye bye in about an hour and a half.
4: Yeah, and right, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's great, it's fun, but it might cost both these teams uh, a big spot for Edmonton. Now, George, I guess you'd need to see a, a more valuable number, maybe than minus 140, to triple down on Edmonton. But for maybe anybody out there that's not backed. Uh, aside in this game uh, between the Blackhawks and the Oilers. Is minus 140 a good spot to get in on this team into the third period in a tie game?
5: I still think it is. I still think the Oilers are the better team here, and they're going to win here. Uh, the problem is, you know, the... They haven't scored those power plays, and those are big momentum uh, changers. They had a five-minute major, didn't score on it. They had a two-minute power play to begin this period, didn't score on it. You know, Chicago's going to be feeling pretty good about themselves. And Crawford, by the way, I've now seen a couple of saves. He's making saves. He's pulling him out of his behind right now. Oilers hit a post. Not a lot of puck luck right now for Edmonton here. I mean, I still think Edmonton's going to win. I really do here, but I don't know if i be uh, jumping on his 140. I just don't know. I think sooner or later... This, I've seen so many games like this, Kevin, where one team seems to be dominating, getting all the chances, and then the other team gets one shot, and they score. And that's your goal. Yeah, in, in this case, it would be the, uh, the season for Edmonton. So I'd be, I'd be cautious here.
4: No, but that's a very, very good point. Uh, that is the nature uh, of hockey. It is quite similar sometimes in soccer. Um, that can just be the case. You can have all the chances in the world. It takes one counterattack. It takes one breakaway, uh, and it completely tilts the game. On its head. Um, but potentially Edmonton might be in a nice spot there. The other uh, market uh, that we found ourselves messing around in a little bit, George, uh, which was uh, a first for me, though it looks all right right now, uh, was the extra innings yes, no bet over at the FanDuel Sportsbook. It was sat at about uh, plus 250, was it? Maybe it was higher than it was 240. It was 240. It was 240 when you checked. It was high. I don't remember. It was certainly well over 2-1. to one. I know it was at one point it was 250. Was it 240 when we first saw it? I'm not sure. But all I know is now it's down to plus 110 for the yes. Still plus money. It looks like the top of the eighth might come to the close without the Yankees putting forward a run. So three more half innings, plus 110, George?
5: <laughs> Maybe, you know, last chance there, guys. What's really scary is that neither one of these teams has really come close to scoring. I've only seen a runner on third base, I think, twice in this game. You know, once for each mm-hmm. team here, and well, it wasn't like they it was wasn't with less than two outs and so no one uh, blew that. It's just been it's been a, a pitching kind of night, which is not all that shocking when it comes to the Yankees and Rays. They generally do play low scoring games that edge towards the pitchers here. So uh, once again, the Yankees have a runner on first, two outs, uh, full count. To Aaron Hicks here. Judge hasn't looked good tonight. Stanton hasn't looked good in a while. And we're to, the Yankees are going to be out. A ground out by Hicks to end the top of the So When the bottom of the ace still scores, nine outs to get you to extra innings.
4: That's not bad, guys. It's not bad. And it might just be the last time that you are able to get involved in that way. Let's take a look, George, if there's anything else in the live market as it pertains to Major League Baseball that is potentially showing. Some value early one nothing lead for the White Sox over the Indians six nothing. You mentioned the Reds have jumped out all over uh, the Brewers, Pirates, Tigers. I see the Pirates lead seven five. I know you you said something was was good for you there. I don't know if it was the total. I don't know if it was a
5: side. What's the deal with that it's one? George? Not good anymore. No, I'm, I'm going to go over two there. Uh, uh, yeah, we had the uh, prop on uh, Matthew Boyd getting over five and a half strikeouts. He was removed from the game with five, so lost by the hook there. Uh, we also uh, – we were on, I still got a shot for Detroit to come back in this game, but there's no way I thought Pirates were going to score seven runs in this game. I mean, this is uh, a little bit of a surprise to me that Boyd pitched so poorly against this uh, Pirates team here. So going to take a bad thing. Swear, I'll be honest, it's one of those losses where, you know what, I think I did everything right. It just didn't work out. I don't think I, I – wasn't taking a chance here. You know, Boyd was there, the best pitcher for uh, – for Detroit, and it just didn't work out tonight. Pirates, maybe a little hot. They did beat Minnesota yesterday as well. Perhaps I should have taken that more as a sign.
4: Yeah, uh, I, you know, it is it is plausible uh, there. Marlins are up on the Mets right now, 4-1 to one in that game. I don't know, plus plus two 280 for the Mets to stop Both the Marlins guys. from winning what would be their sixth in a row, right? Sixth?
5: It's nuts. It, it's just nuts. I can't believe the Marlins are doing this. Uh, it's a bullpen game for them, if that means anything, as Mejia came out at the two and a thirds. So, listen, you have to think that sooner or later, the fact that they have all these pitches on IL comes back to haunt this team. So I think that once again, they have a shot, the Mets, but they're not hitting. They are just they haven't really been hitting all season long. And is anyone anything that's going to change tonight now, the next, what, four-plus innings? I'm not betting on it. No, thanks. I'll stick with the Bones.
4: Yeah. No, I think that that is um... – I think that that's a good way to roll it right now. Just let the game go by. Maybe if you guys didn't back this one uh, already, here. Look, I want to bring up. Uh, by the way, the Sixers win that game. Uh, that game has now come to a close. Wizards Pelicans is fifty-six to fifty-four at the half. So the Pelicans are down by two. The live totals two twenty-six and a half. Um, I don't need the calculator to tell me this one actually because we've got some pretty even numbers here, George, which is nice. Uh, one hundred and ten points in the first half. So you need buck seventeen. You guys were looking to play alive over. The Pelicans, though, now laying a live four and a half intrigues me. Let me list off uh the guys what stands out to me. Okay. As the Wizards hold a two-point lead, they are shooting 54% on their three-point attempts to 27% for the New Orleans Pelicans. That has only led to them having a two-point lead. Now, the Pelicans are frequenting the line a lot more, but that's because they've got guys that are better at getting to the rim and getting fouled. Brendan Ingram has actually been there as many times as the Wizards as a team. The Pelicans should be able to come back here in this game and start to run away with it. The Wizards will fade a little bit as games go on. We've seen that a couple of times from this team where – They've come out. They've been competitive. They hang around maybe longer than you would think, but typically as the game goes on, the lack of depth that they have will start to show its head. And a team like the Pelicans, uh, as much as they've dis- as as they have disappointed in some spots, does have the ability to blitz them. So I think right now a live uh, line on, on the Pelicans at minus four and a half is very solid. I do fully expect this team to win this game. Uh, so that right now is the live update that I'll provide for you guys over uh, in the basketball side of things there. Uh, I definitely think we've got some action there. Oh, no. 3-2 Blackhawks.
5: Oh, no. It's a double-oh, though. Not only is it 3-2 Blackhawks, Dominic Kubalik scores for the Blackhawks with the 11 left in the third period here. where it's inching closer and closer is- I mean, think about it. This bubble is being played in Edmonton. And you're going to lose first round to a Blackhawks team that really has no business even being in the playoffs here. This would be embarrassing to, to the Oilers. I mean, it really would be to lose this. But also, the Columbus Blue Jackets have scored. It is now 2 nothing Blue Jackets over the Maple Leafs. And oh, no. you're know, two probably, maybe one of the two most exciting teams in the NHL, or two of them that play offense and not much defense, are both literally within... You know, an hour of going home. That's it. Season's over, guys. Because you can't play demons. You can't be team. You should be here. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say I'm stunned, but obviously, I had multiple bets here on the Oilers here for them not to be uh, to score two goals and be losing here with you know half the third period left is a surprise to me. Okay, but hear me out now, George.
4: Obviously, look, this no. team defensively, is, it's plus three forty. It's plus three forty. Now, okay, again. For you, that's a triple down. I get it. For the people out there that are hanging out with us here, though, on in-game live, if you're not greedy, you get the Oilers a plus 340. They score the next bowl, you can back out. No plus 340? How, how many minutes does Big w- David, have to find the back of the net?
5: I want to see something. I, I believe I'm i going to find a stat that's going to back up your point here. Yeah, Corvettes have to make 32 saves. That's an incredible amount through two-and-a-half periods. I mean, the Oilers are all over them. As I keep saying, every time I look up, Corvettes making a big save. You know, he's, he's he's pulled some stuff out of his behind. He's playing hot. Now you can go one of two ways with this. Either he's the hot goaltender, you're not going to beat him. You see that all the time in the NHL. You can't beat him. He's hot. He's got the brick wall behind him, plexiglass behind him. It's not going in. Or take the other way, just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Like I said, I thought it was just so important for the Oilers to get that that next goal, to get that 3-2 lead. And the third they had that, This series, this game was over because they were just putting too much pressure on here. Listen, I want to. I like to think the those can tie this up, but they're running out of time here. Clock is ticking down. The Blackhawks now are going to go. They're going to go into a shell and not give them any. At least they shouldn't be giving them any opportunities. The defense is going to back off McDavid to make sure he doesn't go around these guys. And the refs, generally, when it gets late in the game, all of a sudden you know you swallow the whistle, right? You don't call anything. The Blackhawks might get away with extra stuff here. I'm not feeling good about this. I, I, you get three and a half to one. If you want to go for it, I'm not blaming anybody. If I had no money on this game, I probably would put a, at least a little something down. It wouldn't be anything major, maybe a little something down. But from watching this game, I'm starting to think more and more everything's going home.
4: Yeah, I, I think it's obviously fair. It's not been a great start for this team. I think about, though, the idea again, guys, and I, I know people don't always love hedging, um, but plus 360, if they get the next goal, you have the ability than to buy out of it. Because, George, to be fair, if they score next, they go back to favorites, no?
5: Yes. I would assume they go back to being favorites, yes.
4: So I I think that that's something to to keep in mind there, guys, as you look at that one uh, live. We will expand a little bit more on what is now the 4-1 to chance for the Maple Leafs to come back in that game. Tough spot for that team. All right, we come back. We've got more in-game live right after this quick break. Keep it here on The Grid.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: all right guys right back here on in-game live kevin walsh and george kurtz uh and right now we are uh following along all of this live action one game that we have talked about quite a bit uh was the biggest game from the early slate uh is between the yankees and the rays this is supposed to be the two best teams in the american league east undoubtedly uh it has nothing to do with the pennant that sits above my head that is not why it's been the sole focus although the pennant above my head kind of brings me to a question, George, that I am interested about asking. Right? Obviously, I am a Yankee fan. You are as well. But tonight, you bet against the Yankees. Now, it is something that I would like to tell myself. Ah, oh, if the spot was right, I would do it. But I've never done it. The only time, you know, people know I'm obviously a very, you know, a big LeBron fan. Right? I'm not really a Lakers fan. The only time I bet against the Lakers all year was because LeBron was out. So it was basically still a pro. LeBron bet, right? So, it really, like, I was kind of backing him. Again, for you, when you bet against the Yankees, is it just the spot where you feel like you know the team well, you know the prices, and at the end of the day, it's, you know, money over fandom?
5: Well, that's at the end of the day, that's exactly what it is, okay? I like to separate my fandom from professionally, what we do. All right? I'm a Yankee fan, I'm a Cowboy fan, I'm an Islander fan. But neither Steinbrenner, Jerry Jones, or whoever owns the Islanders is now, none of them are sending me any checks. Right? They're not paying my bills. So if I think they're going to lose that night, or I think the advantage is to once again go against my team, then I'll go against my team. Now, there are times where you know, trying to evaluate the team you root for can be difficult, and I'm not afraid to tell you there are times where I, I like to make sure that I'm reading it right because I don't want my fandom to get in the way. And Cam was on the race tonight too. So that made me feel even better. Once Cam said, yeah, he liked the race tonight as well, I'm like, okay, I am reading it right. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not, not angry because the Yankees lost yesterday. Or because I'm angry at this, angry at that. Or it could be the opposite. Well, I don't love my team because I'm a fan of it. I think they're going to kick somebody's butt tonight. It's just the way it works for me. And like I said, tonight, I, I like the pitching matchup for the race. I didn't like where the Yankees played yesterday. I thought they're uh, not quite in sync all of a sudden for whatever reason. Yeah, and that's why I went with it. And they generally don't play all that well in Tropicana, which is also a big part of it here. So, yeah, I went with the Rays here, and I'm uh, not afraid to admit that. It's my job. My job is to give my honest opinion and read it the way I think it's going to be. And right now, Rays, bottom of the eighth, one out, second and third. Uh, I think – now I forget who's up. It might be Kiermaier. Uh, and Otavino just threw a wild pitch uh, to make it run to the second and third here. So mm. I'm looking better. Maybe it won't go to x ratings after all. And, you
4: know, to a degree, right, either your team wins or you win money. That's not a, a bad way to be. Uh, I. Think, it's not and, why I do it
5: way. though. But yes, in, in this case, I know sure. that. I don't no, know. No. I know. Yeah, anyway. yeah. I know some right. people who like, do it, do it that way. Well, this way I'll be happy either way. At the end of the night, it's I want to win money. Yeah. I want. It was the World Series. We might be a little different here, but and you know, in uh, yeah. early August, I want to win cash.
4: That's uh, that's one of my my dad's favorite questions. He likes to pose people around Super Bowl time. He's like, if your team was in, right? If the Cowboys were in, but you had the fourth quarter Super Bowl box on the line. Right, And you know how the, you know those Super Bowl boxes they get up high. And he's like, you need the other team to go in and score for a touchdown. What are you rooting for? And, I mean, it's about a 50-50 split. And a lot of people answer quick, I don't want to score. But then, like, he'll throw a number at them, you know, to attack on a couple zeros. And uh, I don't know. It's tough, man. It's tough.
5: I don't think it's as tough as uh... – once again, it does depend on the amount. You know, I... yes. once again, I've been alive long enough. I've seen the Cowboys win their three Super Bowls in the 90s. You know, seeing the Yankees win multiples. I was alive when the Yankees won multiples. Uh, so I can certainly remember that. If you're talking money here, you know, like I just said, Jerry Jones is not going to thank me for the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, they won. <laughs> yeah, it feels good. You give me $5,000, that feels good for a long time. Yeah. Right? $10,000, that feels really good. Really good. You know, so I, I want my money. I want my money. I can always root for the Cowboys to win next year. Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. Mm. Yankees to win next year, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But uh, the same way my fantasy leagues. I want to win my fantasy championship. I want my money. I want my cash. A Yankees win, that's great, that's gravy. But no one's that's a Jones Star, they're not paying me for for their teams winning. Oh, you have a team. Thank you so much. Here's a couple hundred dollars. They're not giving me any checks. I gotta get that money another way.
4: Yeah, no, I think that that's uh, I think that that's a totally fair point. I'll say too, I think my answer changed after I saw the Eagles win a Super Bowl to a degree because it's like, All right, well now I got it. You know what I mean? And I think that that kind of, although, boy, do I want to see Carson Redfield because, well, I'd just like to see him play a complete uh, playoff game without Jadavion Clowney. Ah,
1: oh, God. Yeah. What a-
5: I can understand a Red Sox fan, by the way, uh, when they had won of World Series in whatever, 80, yeah. 90 years, wanting. Uh, say, so, oh no, mm-hmm. I want the Red Sox. I, I get that. It's been a long time. As I said, I've seen all my teams win. I Granted, the it has been 40 years, but I've seen them win. You know, so it's not yeah. quite the same thing. But in the end, I want my money. And speaking of money, Ray's gonna sacrifice Fly. They leave the Yankees one nothing, two outs in the eighth. Uh, Divino, stop walking, people.
4: No extra I wonder if they still post the extra inning. On. Because it's not like it's a ga- it's not the game's not over. Man, okay. We'll see what it sits out when this inning's over. The Yankees are plus five one. It's a one run game. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Extra innings is now eight to one. By the way, plus seven fifty. They do to keep that up, I guess, all game or you know maybe you know uh, an Orioles Nationals game. That probably like, right, it's a waste of time. But um,
5: man, well, if you're going to bet the Yankees, you have to bet the extra innings. Unless you, get, I don't think Yankees will score multiple ones, so you'd probably get both. So I think if you're going to bet if, one, you bet both. Who do the Yanks have coming up? Uh, I'm trying to remember who made the last out. I thought Hicks made a, an out. Was positive he did. Let's see, it so was be Stanton, Hicks. Judge. I mean, they probably yeah. do at the top of a lineup here. Octavino does get out of it, but the Rays do score the run.
4: Stanton, Voigt Labor. The this group is uh, a combined eight, uh, 0 for eight today with one walk. I mean, so look, going up let's against look.
5: Oliver Drake, I think is going to close it out. Not uh, not the greatest closer on the planet. I mean, they got a shot. Obviously, they got any of those guys could put one out. I don't. I don't see yeah. multiple runs coming here. unless a walk comes, then a home run. But any one of those guys could right. get one up in the air here. But I'm feeling a one nothing loss. five forty. Ooh,
4: I mean, now this is this is though where like for me it starts to be very. I I don't. I cannot tell if these are. Uh... Yankees' blue-colored glasses that I'm wearing that I think is plus 540. We tried it the other night, Jared and I, here on In Game Live, when the Yankees uh, were trying to make that late comeback against the Phillies. It got, listen, you know, it got close-ish. Runners were on. Voight almost got a hold of that pitch. I just think it's one to, like, honestly, I wouldn't hate it as, like, I wonder how often you'd be able to if it was a one-run game going into a ninth inning, if you take these plus 540s, I wonder how how up or down you would
5: be. Probably probably more more down than that, I would guess, though. Well, it's a, you know you get acquainted to poker. And sometimes they, they call it implied odds, where you, you call a pot, even though you know you're behind, because you don't need to win it every time to make money. The plus 540, you don't need to win every one to make money. You need to win at least one of every five six times to make money, but you don't need to win every time. But still, I would think I don't know what the numbers are in baseball. How often a team comes back from one run down? And, and then I think it plus be one run down and over. You know, over a five to one dog before you uh, do that. But uh, I would think you know, it would be drastically against you. I don't think it would be a crusher if you did that every. But it must be, you have to do it every time.
4: Yeah. But no, it's, it's a it's a tough proposition, though uh, an interesting one. Uh, and certainly enough to where now I can justify following along and hanging on every Yankee at bat in this ninth inning, uh, which is something that I will likely do. Um, because to me, it, it's still a big game. I know it's not the biggest game of the season or anything like that, but first game against the Rays, the opportunity to get a win, you know, lost two of the three, of those last three to the Phillies there. You'd like to see better.
5: Tigers scored I just, six, I just, seven. I do think they're playing very well right now. I don't, I don't think they're hitting on all cylinders at all. What's annoying about this game is they finally get a good pitch game and they don't hit. You know, every other game is yeah. the opposite. They hit fine, but they don't pitch. Mm-hmm. No, that's and
4: that's to to be honest, right? That's kind of where you know that's what happens with bad teams. They just don't put together a complete game. right? Um, you know, when you think about the Mets, and I'm not trying to bring the Mets into it, but. On the Gram's best days, they can't score on Waka's worst days. They lose by one, 11, 10. whatever it might. Be. You know what I mean? Like or the bullpen blows it late, whatever it might be. Like those are the, those are the, the what might feel like minor things though, that will make the difference, that will be the separator when we you know look back on the season and we figure out who's in and who's out. It's those very simple things that will make the difference here. Early runs uh, in the Angels game as well uh, as that Padres game. Uh, the Angels runs, I don't know, let's see. Oh, Trout homered again.
5: Oh, my god! daddy power, man. New daddy power. It's, it's been a monster all week.
4: Yeah, but this is, I mean, now he's up to five home runs on this season. What's he, one-off judge? Is that
5: right? I think that's right, yeah. And he said, like, what, three or four this week? He's hot, the man. Nice. The man's hot. Right, right now, you're welcome. I, I mean, I yeah. found this funny. I mean, a couple of, teams of Philadelphia got away with it where they were pitching Darren Judge in certain situations. I, I mean, when, when a guy's on fire, walk him. Put him on. Let the next guy beat you who's not quite as hot, not the same player here. Uh, mm-hmm. I just find it baffling when teams do this over and over again. I don't know the situation with Trout, by the way. I imagine it was the first inning, so you're not going to walk him there. But uh, right mm-hmm. now, you. Better be extremely careful.
4: Yeah, pitch around the right is what they always say. We also got an early run uh, in Padres D-backs, which is uh, certainly what you like to see. Fernando Tatis as well. It's a home run. That might be his fifth or sixth on the season. And in fact, yeah, that is his fifth home run of the season. Uh, Fernando Tatis is is a really, really good ball player. Like there, There's no other way to put it. But the total stays at eight. Is that right, running the for one run in the inning, just leave it at eight, not moved one bit, not eight and a half, not nine? I feel disrespected as
5: we look to play that over and we got a run. <laughs> well, certainly not nine. I could see it going up to eight and a half. That wouldn't have shocked me at all. But I guess they're sticking with their guns here. They thought it was going to be a low-scoring game, so they're not going to raise it. Uh, I mean, it's good, it's good for us, right? We have the, uh, uh, the parlay over there, so I'm certainly happy about it. I think runs are going to be scored. I like that, and Lord knows that the way my night's going right now, I need runs to be scored.
2: Yeah.
4: I need uh, the Pelicans to play defense. They've given up 15 points in the first four minutes of this third quarter. I'm going to personally fire Alvin Gentry uh, if they do not put this together because there is no justification for this team to have their playoff lives on the line and put forward the two defensive performances that they have in these last two games. They absolutely need you wake up. We hit a break. We come back. We'll get you set for the 940 games out west featuring Dodgers, Giants and then Rockies Mariners. We'll hit that next. When we get right back here on In Game Live. It is Kevin Walsh and George Kurtz. About got a half hour left. Don't miss it.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
4: What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Endgame Live right here on the Sports Grid. Half hour for us left with this live coverage, uh, and then we will pass it over to the radio where you can catch Scott Pharrell hosting Pharrell on the bench starting off late night, late air. Uh, You're always going to want to check that out. Uh, Right now, we're looking across a lot of things here uh, throughout basketball, throughout hockey, and, of course, throughout baseball. Did that game end, George? Before we hit these quick nine forty games, Edmonton, Chicago.
5: It is over. The Blackhawks defeat oh. the Edmonton Oilers three two to eliminate the Oilers in four games. Uh, this is, this listen. We had talked about it that this uh, that Blackhawks were capable of upsetting the Oilers, but the fact that they actually did it in four, I mean that that's it, it's a surprise. Edmonton playing in their own home bubble. Hey, I guess the NHL was right. Think about it. Well, Some people give the NHL grief for play, having the West uh, Com- Western Conference teams play, stay in the Western Conference and allow Everton to have what is central home ice advantage. Same thing with Toronto playing in Toronto. And the NHL was like, nah, it's not a big enough advantage. We don't want to have these teams flying across the country. Well, the NHL ends up being right. I mean, uh, Everton's lost. Toronto is within 12 minutes of losing and being eliminated, and they are still losing 2-0 to Columbus here. I, I, wild just really wild here about what's happening in the NHL. Can't tell you, I can't explain to you how surprised I am that both of these teams are going to lose to what are, really they're not the same caliber of teams they're playing. They're both better teams, but uh, they are not just didn't play better. It is what it is.
4: Yeah, uh, and that is certainly sometimes how it goes uh, over there. Uh, right now, the one game that is live is the Blue uh, Jackets up on the Maple Leafs, 2-0, plus 480. For the Maple Leafs to get involved. Uh, we'll circle back to that, George. I want to hit these 940 games uh, for anybody that's looking to play them. Absolutely. Rockies, Mariners, full pass for me. I don't like to be scared off by weird lines. I will be in the Rockies at plus one, 10 against on the Mariners. Uh, you know, maybe the pitching matchup favors them more than I realize, but that is uh, that is an off putting line for what's been a pretty impressive Rockies team to start the year going up against the. And the Mariners, uh, that's not been playing great baseball.
5: I can't. Once again, it's sort of like Cam got on me for uh, Minnesota because that smells when it was minus 138 for the Twins or minus 134 over the Royals. Twins are winning 2-1 right now. I understand it's close. They can go in either way. It's in the fifth inning here. I'm going with the Rockies. I probably wasn't going to go earlier, but I uh, am down here. So I'm going to go with the, I guess, what do you want to call it? A favorable line again. You know, it makes you do, uh, it does make you wonder. I keep looking to see if someone's not playing tonight, this Rockies game that should be playing here, but I don't see that. I'm going to go with the Rockies as, uh, in this game as well here. I need to make up some coin.
4: Yeah, uh, I will just quickly say Alvin Gentry heard my complaints. You don't ever see this in the NBA. They just forced the Wizards into two consecutive shot clock violations. That'll do. I appreciate that. It's now a one point <laughs> game. Way to turn things around there, fellas. Nice to see. Dodgers Giants, though, George, this is obviously a game that uh, very similar uh, approach for you and I. Whether we're up, whether we're down, we see a game like this, we want to be involved. We want to back a big favorite in the Dodgers. But we got to try and find our way in. Minus 310 on the money line. Oh, boy. All right. I might need a parlay part. But late here, unless you got a strong lean in that late hockey game, George, I'm not sure we've got much of a dance partner with them. Minus one and a half is still minus one fifty four. I like parlaying minus one fifty fours. That's obviously right now not an option. The two and a half number is plus one fourteen, but now is it getting a little out of control here? Now that I'm that I'm laying, shoot, I need the Dodgers to win by three runs to win this game. How are you going to play this one, George?
5: Well, I got two choices here. I've already made my decision, but this is what it came down to. I could have done, I like said, the money line and the run line for the Dodgers. Uh, that that is the uh, choice I ended up going with. Or I could have cross-pollinated and gone for Vancouver. They're even money to beat Minnesota tonight. But that's been a pretty even series. Uh, Vancouver did win the last game, shut them out here. And I think in this game, I'm just going to have Minnesota a little side money on the uh, the Canucks in this game and the NHL. But I decided to go bet on the Dodgers tonight. Uh, so, Dodgers, please, for the love of God, don't let me down. And it's just gone through my head, by the way. Uh, a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, Sunday, you might remember, we did the show together. Same situation. It was a Sunday night game. Urias pitching mm-hmm. against the Giants, and I needed to make some stuff up. And I went with Urias, and uh, I think I think I did the same thing. The uh, pup, uh, Sorry, the run line and the money line, and I lost. So I'm um, I'm really hoping there isn't a repeat performance tonight.
4: Yeah, it is a, um, it's one of those spots you have to, you know, you have to find your way in. Um, is a team total interesting at all? Just looking to fade some marja, maybe try and, you know, take uh, Julio out of this a little bit here. I'm trying to find the team total though, and I can't. Uh, I'll tell you, baseball is home total runs uh, five and a half. Is even money for the Dodgers? Them to score six? Is that a lot? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe then you just play the over. It's just such a big number that it's hard to call.
5: It really is. I don't hate it, but, yeah, I don't feel great about it either, so I'm not going to go with a team total here. I mean, if I was going to go the prop direction here in this game, I mean, I don't see anything I love. It's not like Urias is a huge strikeout guy. He's a strikeout, you know, you can count, you know, he strike out, strike out at least five. Even on a bad day, he'll strike out five. And you're wondering, okay, maybe he'll do more than that. I mean, his over-under um, strikeouts is four and a half. They're not asking for much, but he's also only one of a five, six-inning pitcher at most. So if he uh, gets a high pitch count, he may not even go f- four plus innings here. So, no, I'm not saying that. I mean, how about this? First 15 runs. No runs plus 100. Mm. Samarjo so still has his good yeah. stuff early on. I'm not, really, I'm not really curious if he gets beat, he gets beat. Samarjo so has his good stuff early on. Bet's first game back, wrist injury. Maybe he's not quite up to par yet. I could be convinced of that. First inning, zero runs, plus, uh, I said, even money.
4: Yeah, I could see that. You know what's always interesting in these spots as well? Like the Dodgers to, to score first. Um, That should be available. Oh boy, you can tell that we're really trying to spin our wheels on how to – on how to approach this game. We're looking for things here. Me. Right? Um, they have team to score first. Usually they do, but there's okay. so many different props. Uh, 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 no. Uh, I apologize. Oh, yes, team to score first. The Dodgers is minus 124, right? That's because the Giants obviously bat before them every half inning. Minus 124, that's not bad.
5: That's not, not bad. bad. Right?
4: That's not I bad. Could, you would think if you were looking to back the Dodgers, you would expect them to score first. You would think. Oh, yeah, you would. And to be fair, and here's why I think we, we should play this one, George. Here's why, right? I would say that if they don't score first, this is classic Baltimore Orioles betting one on one, except the Orioles that we're playing tonight the Fanatic. We then can come
5: back around to the Dodgers, potentially, at a better price. God, the most exciting game of the night is probably Detroit Pittsburgh. Detroit just went ahead 10-7. What a wild game that is. Uh, no, I like your thinking there, Kev. I do like your thinking. Now, if I was going to bet that, Dodgers are uh, the score first, then I probably would not bet no score in the first inning. Because yes. that means I need to go nine outs before a run score, before Dodgers get up again in the second inning and bank on that. I'm not doing that. So, uh I I do like the Dodgers. I like that bet better. I'll say I like that bet better than no runs in the first inning. So yeah, I'll take the Dodgers. You know what? You've convinced me. Oh, I'm a little late here. I'm get it in. I like yeah,
4: it took us a We look, so maybe somebody else out there was able to click it though, but it was kind of a it was a tough tough market to negotiate. If it wins, we know for next time. Right? Although next time I'll watch it. It'll kind of blow up a little bit, but I think that is an interesting <laughs> way to play it. Oh, truly. Imagine playing that in the uh, Yanks-Rays uh, game. Well, One, Like, you're sitting there the whole time. Like, that would eight. be a nightmare. That would be a nightmare of a bet.
5: Yeah, especially if you had big-time coin on it. Yeah, you'd be flipping out a little bit.
4: Yeah, that would be. If there's anybody out there, I hope you did bet on the Rays for that prop. Uh, I mentioned we would get back to it. It's now an intermission. One more period to go for potentially this Maple Leaf season. Plus six fifty, George. They're down to nothing to the Blue Jackets. The total is three and a half. It's minus one fifty to that over. What are you thinking?
5: I already have money on Toronto. I'm not. I'm not going to double down. I just wonder that they if they've mailed it in here. You know they, they're just done. I think this is a, this is a team that has problems. I think they know they have problems, and it's something that's been talked about in the NHL for a while now, Kev, But they have superstar players. Tavares, Matthews, Martin—these are three of the best players in the NHL. But that maybe it needs to be broken up. We said this when they—I'm uh, not the Saints because I'm an Islander fan either. But when they went out and got uh, got Tavares from the Islanders, it wasn't what they needed. They didn't need another forward. They needed a defenseman. Someone who could play defense and help that team out. And you know, a stud guy there—they don't have any of that. And it, I know, I know this, and they're losing two nothing. It's not because of the, uh, the defense that they're losing this game, but. It seems to me this team is just if they don't score, they don't win. If they do score, they don't win because they give up too much. They just they can't win either way here. I wonder if it's the culture. I wonder if some, there's some locker room problems, but I think this team just needs to be broken up.
4: And it's a tough spot, right? Again, like I know enough about you, – you guys, you, you know enough about sports. Even if you're not a big hockey fan, a player of John Tavares' talent you know wants to come, it's going to be hard to turn that down. And you can't really blame Toronto for making the move. But I think it's fair to say that maybe then they will have to assess this situation. But, George, I mean, you know, expand on it then a little bit for me. Who's the guy that gets moved?
5: It can't be Tavares, can it? It's unlikely to be Tavares. I mean, they just resigned neilander They just resigned Monday. They keep resigning all their forwards and don't make any effort to fix the defense here. I and mean, I, I agree with you about Tavares, right? He wanted to go there. He. He took less money from Toronto. Uh, people think the Islanders is over the most money. It's not true. San Jose Sharks over the most money. He didn't want to go out west. He wanted to go back home in Toronto over staying on Long Island. And uh, I'm not an island fan who's mad about that, by the way. And what I mean by that is I'm fully on board with an athlete being able to – should be allowed to play wherever he wants to play. He's from Toronto. If Listen, if I had the opportunity, I might want to be with New York, meet my family. So I don't uh, – I'm not mad at him at all about that. You do what you got to do there. But I think Toronto should have thought better about the other players mainly Marner and Neander You know, you could have traded one of these guys and gotten what you needed to, to get to fix your defense here, you know, be a more well-rounded team. Right now, you're a fantasy team. That's what, what Toronto is. They are a fantasy team. They're fun to watch. You know, they're entertainment. But they're not going to win the cup as currently construed.
4: Uh, and sometimes that is a harsh reality that teams have to face. I think about the NBA, and it could be a situation that the Philadelphia 76ers are going to have to look hard in the mirror uh, and possibly ask themselves. We come back, just one more segment to go here on In Game Live. We'll make sure you guys are set up for the rest of the night. That's next here on the grid.
3: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss.
4: Welcome on back to in-game live right here on the sports grid. Kevin Walsh and George Kurtz with our last segment here to uh, scan this live board. Leave Olivia uh, with maybe one more uh, live bet before we go. Uh, don't forget on the weekends, it is uh, myself and George as well. One to four on both Saturdays and Sundays uh, covering all of the live action. I expect a jam-packed weekend uh, and it'll be fun to uh, break that down with George. And that's exactly what we will be doing on, again, both Saturday and Sunday. For any of the live action that you want to follow after George and I wrap up, over to Sports Grid Radio, Pharrell on the bench, hosted, of course, by Scotty Pharrell. Uh, We'll take care of that for you guys here. Uh, So, George, I'll quickly just touch these NBA lines for people that are looking at them. Uh, 85-76, the Pelicans now up, flirting with maybe even covering that pregame number, the live uh, line there, 9.5. I appreciate them. Waking up defensively, very kind. Speaking of waking up defensively, the Celtics lead the Raptors thirty-one to sixteen in the second quarter. Uh, the Raptors' offense has not uh, shown up to that game, whatsoever. Uh, and then on the ice, I mean, look, you know, George, I've actually batted it a hundred times here. You know, the only other thing I could throw out there, just because it was three and a half, now it's four and a half. Does it matter to you with this total, like? Is it are the Blue Jackets just going to win this game two nothing maybe three nothing with an empty netter?
5: Well, you could get multiple empty netters. Uh, once again, the Toronto every team differs on their philosophy on this. By the way, but if you're down two nothing late, you might pull the goalie with three minutes left, three and a half, yeah. and really you'll get at least two empty netters if you at least shots to get to before they'll put a goalie back in. There's no point putting it back in. Your season's over if you lose, right? So uh, you could look at it that way. You know, you do need some obviously some luck there to get those chances, but I don't mind uh going for the over here. Uh, you need I'm not going four and a half, that's three goals. I'll, I'll pass on that, but three and a half, you'd have a shot, and you need two goals. I think you will get it, you'll certainly get opportunities. You'll, you won't be like, oh, it's no chance now. Because even at three nothing, you'll get another empty net shot because they'll, they'll keep the goalie out. The,
4: uh, the baseball games that are live right now. Uh, let's see, George, if we've got anything flashing opportunity uh, there. I just took a look for this Saturday slate for hockey. So it's it's pretty dry, though. Am I, am I wrong here as I look at this right now, or is it a lot of TB uh, to be determined? But I'm just seeing Knights, Avalanche at 3, and then to be determined for Flyers-Lightning. Are we now only down to
5: two games left on the live hockey board for tomorrow? Uh, there were six elimination games today, and most of them came through with the eliminations, right? Mm-hmm. The Islands did eliminate. Arizona did eliminate. Pittsburgh did eliminate. Uh, Everton got eliminated. Wow. Tomorrow's, yeah, they're all being eliminated. I didn't even think about that. Oh, you, you just depressed me. And so, yeah, tomorrow, we, as, as of right now, there was a, a late game tonight, and that's an elimination game as well, depending on how so, that goes. But, yeah, we might not have much hockey, if at all, tomorrow. Other than the two uh, so what you round think, robin games.
4: Yeah. So what do you think then about uh George that lake game there? The Minnesota Wild are minus 120 favorites against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh the Canucks have this 2-1 lead. Is it another uh potential elimination here, or do the Wild keep this uh this season alive?
5: I think Vancouver is the better team here. I think they have the better goaltender, I think they have the better Fords. Uh, you can argue maybe Minnesota has the better defense here, but I'm on Vancouver tonight. I think they end it tonight. Uh, maybe I finally get a hockey game right too for a change. But give uh, me the Vancouver Canucks to, uh, to bring it home tonight. We've had five eliminations. We're going to make it six for six tonight.
4: Uh, all right, there, guys. So now you're set up certainly on the uh, the back end there. Uh, let's then take a look, George. Uh, the live baseball will pretty much be able to likely take us out here. Padres now up to. You know what, man? Who do they think they are? It's 2 nothing in the third, and it's 7.5. We've got to run each inning. We're on pace. Who do they think they are throwing us a 7.5? It,
5: it, it is weird. It is awfully strange here. Uh, listen, I'm, we're not complaining. We, we've got it. I, I, we, I know I have it, so I'm not complaining. Oh, but you're right. I am surprised that line hasn't jumped. I think it's gone down, hasn't it? Yes. Was it, yes. Was it 8? Yes. How does that work? It's almost like they know something that we don't know, right? Like I, this is not a seven-game. I'm game.
4: stubborn. I'm stubborn. I now want to bet over seven and a half, as if it makes any difference from the my eight.
5: Well, I mean, you're just doubling up, right? That's all you're doing. You're doubling up, which I don't. I don't mind at all. Like it, it's, it's, it's when you see stuff like this, uh, it makes me wonder what what did I miss? What happened that I didn't see? You know, and I I keep checking. I, every time we have a commercial break, I check to see if there's something out there. And I haven't found anything. So I'm not so sure why this line is being really driven the opposite way of the way I think it should be.
4: Yeah. Very. Uh, like if I would offer you that same bet and I would have told you that in the first two innings, you'll get two runs over eight. I don't think you would have said, ah, probably he's going to go down a half. Isn't he? Like, I don't I think mean, that so. would have been the reaction. Yeah
5: it. was a low I mean, number? I don't know why. They, are they thinking the bullpen's going to lock this game down? It's going—they're coming in eventually here. Right now, you're on pace for obviously you're on pace for 9 That's Yeah, but it it's going down. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. There's certain, there's certain times I just can't tell you what they're thinking here. I'd like—I'd like, I'd like yeah. to know. But I—I yeah. do not Me know too. why uh, it's going down that direction.
4: We will. Uh, we will see. Um, but you know what. I think it's very disrespectful what they're doing there. Uh, Here's the question, though, on everybody's mind. What about uh, a live opportunity here? Where's this number? Come on now. Minnesota Twins, plus 116 against the Royals.
5: Are they losing two now? It's a 2 2 game. Plus
4: 116.
5: Uh, I've already got Twins, minus 138. I have no problem going back 116. I don't see how anything's changed for me here. The Royals do not have some great bullpen. I don't think the Twins do either. Although the Twins' bullpen has pitched lights out so far this season. Yeah, absolutely. Give me the Twins.
4: Yeah, I think that's going to be a live play, guys. Um, take, a, take a look there from with the Minnesota Twins. I get it, okay? I saw – I've now told – I've told the story to as many people as possible, George. Um, I'm going to tell as many people as I possibly can. I was on here on Wednesday night with Cam, and – The Royals, who were going up against the Cubs, the Cubs were minus 200 pregame, You Darvish on the mound. It was 0-0 in the bottom of the third inning. Runners on the corners, nobody out. Whit Merrifield is up. Now, I understand that's a dangerous spot, but the Royals went all the way to minus 176 on the money line before anything had happened. Whit Merrifield grounds out into a double play. The run scores. It's 1-0. The inning ends, and the Royals up 1 0, to a team that was minus 200 favorite. Coming to the bat, coming to plate, the Cubs were priced at minus 105. The Royals remain favorite with Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and Javi Baez coming up. Cam and I were like, you yeah, know, it's ridiculous. And I went as far as I go, I think the Cubs are going to be winning this game at the end of the inning. That's a shame they didn't give us that prompt. They were winning 2 1 at the end of the inning, they won that game 6 1 maybe and i'd love to speak to the powers that be for some reason they think that the royals are a good live team and they just give them love in the live markets because i guess they think that they are due for wins and if the game's close maybe it's their time
5: i'm sure there's an algorithm that tells them this is the way it should go you may be right and maybe because they're a live bet team they want to make sure they get their uh, even bets on both sides uh, I can think of a, um, a couple of reasons like that. It's not like there's somebody out there going, okay, let's make it this, make it that. This is all computerized. It's all algorithm telling them to do this. So I can certainly see that. It's locked now all of a sudden. I uh, just came back. Uh, minus 142 for uh, Minnesota. So I guess they uh, must be, no, it's top of the sixth inning now, who looks at it. Yeah, so the so, Twins uh, are coming They got the play, Royals right? were made out the inning. Okay, that makes sense there. So the, the Twins are back up. So if you got it, you're in good shape now again.
4: Yeah, and, and that is – it is so jarring how much the line moves, depending uh, who is at bat. But that is a live opportunity, I think, to follow, guys. The Tigers, by the way, took a 12-5 lead or a 12-7 lead. What in the world is going on in that game?
5: Good for you, though. Oh, yeah. I didn't get my boy, boy prop, but I'm going to – well, I think I'm going to get the win. It's funny. Last I saw this, they have it locked now for some reason. I was laughing when you were going over the live lines. It was minus 8,000 a <laughs> bet on Detroit, like, wow. Uh, now they're taking it off the board. Uh, right now it's locked. So, well, yeah, good for me. I do have money on the uh, – Cam and I both actually had money on the Tigers tonight. So, once again, things are – you know, with the, the Rays winning, Detroit, if they can close this out, if I can hit two or three bets late, I will end up being okay again tonight. Which, you know what, is better than bad. You ask me. It's better than what it is it's better
4: right better now. Better than bad. And I'm also, if that. I would have told you pre-game that the Pirates were going to score seven, you don't make that bet. So No, no, no no, you, no, no. I would have seen my loss. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you, you'll definitely uh, you'll take that with the offense showing up. Astros got on the board first. They're minus 160 favorites now. That totals down to six and a half. They are moving off these numbers. Wait, that one's in the fourth now. Maybe that's fair. But there these, these numbers have been... The thing, this is the thing about live betting these totals in baseball, George, that is so different from all these other sports.
5: There's no clock. You have to pitch to these guys. Yeah, you're right. You can pitch around and walk a couple of them. So maybe that's going to come back to haunt you here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Listen, I like the, I I do like the the live betting. I think it's fun, you know, to to read it. I uh, probably do it more when I'm on the show. Just so I want things to talk about, I mean, maybe low amounts, not generally higher amounts, believe if there was a higher amount, you'd know it uh so but it's it's it gets you into the game, it gets you watching the game and makes you do different things. And it also gets you to look at the games differently, you know, as mm-hmm. far as what you uh you know do you want to double down? Do you like to double down, or are you someone well, if I bet on Toronto to win uh, from the beginning? I don't want to bet on Columbus now, even though it's, it's sort of hedging, but hey, sometimes you got to do that to, uh, breaking even is better than losing twice.
4: You know what's funny, George? A lot of times, I like to pretend that if I miss a bet that's going to win, I'll be happy if other people get it. Runners on second and third, nobody out. Cody Bellinger up. I'm annoyed. <laughs> I'm annoyed that we. It took us a little bit to 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 get there, but we did get there. You know, the, the Dodgers are up to minus nine hundred. They haven't even scored. It's locked okay, now. They don't. I mean, you got to think that they scored. If they don't score, by the way, the Giants are going to win this game. Like, don't that don't would be that. such a bad omen. the love
5: them. God, don't say that. They're going to.
4: Yeah. Uh, no, they'll score. Don't you guys worry. Yeah, They'll be scoring there. What a uh, what a wild one. Uh, all right, but I think, George, I think we've done a nice job here with this live board. Hopefully, uh, hopefully people out there, though, can find themselves some winners throughout the night uh, as well, of course, over to Sports Grid Radio for that live coverage uh, for all on the bench. We'll have you set there. That is George Kurtz. I am Kevin Walsh. We'll see you guys next.
3: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick